Today's episode is another special guest edition, which means I get to invite special guests such as journalists, bloggers, content creators, and others to share their experiences and offer some valuable insights to us students. After every episode, you're going to walk away with inspiring stories and some tips that can help you evolve your ideas into the right solution. Are you ready? Hi guys, I am Sagrika, your host at the Let's Talk podcast. On this podcast, I invite students to discuss topics that are essential to student life. And I believe listening to others and their stories is a great way to find yourself in the journey. So please join me with learning something new in every episode we have. Thank you for being a part of this community. I'm happy you're here. Hi guys, welcome to Let's Talk with me, Sagrika. On today's episode, our special guest is the founder of Katie Dean Jewelry. She loves to make her customers feel beautiful inside out by focusing on pieces that enhance their true beauty. And I'm super excited about this episode because I get to interview the very talented and gorgeous Katie Dean, who's here to share her success story, guys. I am so excited about this interview. Thank you so much for coming on, Katie. This means so much to me. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Thank you so much. Katie, can you please start by introducing yourself and telling your listeners a little about your background? Yes, absolutely. So my name is Katie Dean. Actually, my married name is Katie Dean Tam since I got married, but I kept my maiden name. (laughs) And I am the founder and designer at Katie Dean Jewelry. I actually started my business eight years ago. And before I started, I think this is really helpful for college students because I did numerous jobs that have nothing to do with jewelry design, but every single job that I did helped me in some way, shape, or form to be a good entrepreneur and good business owner. So for instance, I was cleaning houses. I was a production designer, helper, assistant on commercial sets. I was a secretary. I did personal chef work. I was a nanny. And I mean, as you can tell, none of those have anything directly to do with jewelry design. But once I started Mm -hmm. designing jewelry, every person that you've met, if you keep a good communication, you know, line with them and you're, you've kept a good relationship with them, you can always ask them for help later on. So if you devoted yourself to a job and really did your best and always served that person well, then there's absolutely no reason you can't go to them when you need help and you're going to be starting something. And that's exactly what I did. So when I was actually the job that I did right before, as I was starting my line was I was dressing or helping to dress celebrities for red carpet. So we dressed Shay Mitchell, Priyanka Chopra. We did Kendall and Kylie Jenner, Jenna Elfman, Erica Christensen. So we were dressing a lot of celebrities for their red carpet looks, premiere looks, uh, commercial looks. And that was something that really, really helped me in the beginning of my career because I started to design jewelry at night as a creative outlet. And because I really devoted myself and put my all into being an assistant stylist, my boss, who is the head stylist, wanted to help me in my creative endeavor. And if I hadn't have been a good employee, 
I don't think I would have received that help. So Mm -hmm. I really truly believe that anything you do, even if it's not your dream job in the beginning, you should definitely be that ideal employee and really see how you can serve that person because in the end, it's going to come full circle. Right. And that's really cool that you mentioned that because in the same time, in the same process, you're able to use those same people as a way to give you feedback on your work. And I think that's exactly. so important. Yes, it and is. I'm really it's happy really- that you're able to do that, right? Thank you. <laughs> I know my favorite part about everything is the fact that you're actually using jewelry as a tool to make your customers happy. Because for me, at least, I've looked at Instagram, I've looked at other posts where people use makeup and other clothing brands. And I think the big idea here is knowing what you're passionate about and how you can use that to give back to your audience. Absolutely. And I really do think that whatever you start as a business or if even if you're not starting your own business, but you're doing something, you have to find something within that, even if it's not your dream that you do like, that you are interested in, that you want to put some passion into, because if you don't have that, it does make it kind of a struggle, you know, to get going from day to day. And I really think that there is something that you can add to any situation and it's a choice. I, I fully believe that you wake up and you decide, am I going to have a good day or or not a good day. So it's so much in your viewpoint. And, you know, it's not that I don't have bad days. I think everybody does. But really, on the bad days, the most important thing is to find out, okay, how did I learn from these experiences and take them with you moving forward so that you're educated and ready and prepared for the next time maybe you encounter the same thing. And that way you can always be moving forward and progressing versus just being kind of like stuck and in a rut. Yes, yes, yes. More people need to hear that. Definitely. And also with your brand, with your brand, is it a team that you've put together or how do you go about that? Yeah. So that's a great question. Um, With the technology of today, I think it's more and more possible to basically work remotely and not have to have the expense of a huge office or, you Mm -hmm. know, renting out a big space and then ultimately just have contractors that you work with. Because with my business, I'm the designer, I make most of the pieces, but I do have specialty contractors that I work with and they have a very special niche that they do that they're specialized in. And like for stone setting, for example, I am not an expert stone setter and there's a very specific technology behind setting stones and jewelry. So I actually hire another company that I just basically put in a purchase order. So I send them my pieces and I say, I want to order this many stone settings. And then they put the stones within into my pieces all in California. And I think that ultimately, I mean, it really depends on your business and what you want it to be. Mm -hmm. But especially now during COVID-19 and this pandemic, it's really showing you that more and more you're going to have to think outside the box than just a traditional office workspace. And um, for me, it's really worked well to not have a huge team. I mean, I definitely have a team. As long as they're their own company and they provide the service to other people, 
that like per my business has enabled me to hire independent contractors. And I think that as much as possible, you need to look at your business and the roles that you need filled. So I always recommend keep your expenses super low. You should do all the jobs in the beginning. Wow. And with KTD and jewelry and its success, I wanted to ask you, what was the most challenging part for you when you started out your business? Did you learn something from the lessons? Yes. Oh man, there were so many challenges, (laughs) but I basically, the way that I looked at it was that you got to just tackle the most tangible thing. So I try not to look at all the barriers and things that were in my way, because if you do that, it's super easy just to say to yourself, I'm not even going to try this. There's too much up against me. So what I did in the beginning was just started making pieces and then found out that people had interest in them. They wanted to buy them. And then my next step was to create a full collection. So step one, did that. Then hired a photographer, took the images, edited them, and then we created a website. Mm -hmm. And I'd say one of the biggest challenges when I first got into the business, which is very basic, is simply inventory. Because I didn't have a track record or a history to look back on and try to project how much I could expect to sell. It was really kind of in the dark that I was just, oh, I really like this piece. I think it'll sell well. And sometimes I was wrong. Sometimes I would buy a lot of supplies of something because I really liked it. But then what actually sold with my customers was a totally different piece. So in that regard, I think that if you're going to start making a product, get samples, do a sale. And obviously right now we can't do in-person sales. So online, let's say if you have an Instagram, yeah, you can post about it and post about it in your stories and say like three pieces left of this DM me to buy and then try that out with five different sample products that you've created and see just simply see which one sells the best out of those before you go and buy 25 of each unit or something like that. And I feel a lot of it is also trial and error. Like it's not always going to be rainbows. It's not always going to be pretty and smooth, especially when you're starting up. But I think that's a part of the process. Yeah. And a lot of it is observation, just knowing that you're going to spend some time basically doing research and observing and taking, yeah, taking the feedback from your customer and then working off of that. I really, really want to emphasize that it's so much about learning, especially in the first, honestly, like three years, it takes a while to gather information. Also, your business will change just, you know, Mm -hmm. in fashion, aesthetics change a lot. So, you know, you might have a bestseller, but then the trends are going in a different direction and you would have to change it. So you should be gentle with yourself and just make sure that you're always observing and learning and not investing too much in one thing so that it could potentially bankrupt you. And would you say, especially with what you're doing and in terms of jewelry, would you say that it's important to like keep up with what's going on in social media and like the new trends that just keep coming up? Yes and no. I think that social media is amazing because you can get so inspired, but I also think that the beauty 
beauty of anything within the arts is that people are looking for something that's creative and unique. They don't necessarily want an exact copy of something else that's already out there. So that is where each person and what they like and don't like and those fine little details come into play. So definitely getting inspiration through Instagram and Pinterest and all the different things out in the world of online is great. But then coming back to your sketchbook and sketching something and adding in your own personal twist to it is pretty essential. It's not that you have to reinvent the wheel, but you should be cognizant of how does this stand for what I want to put out into the world. Right. Wow. And lastly, for my favorite question, what is your number one advice to students who want to do something like you? And what's your number one key to success for students? That's a great question, both of those. So my number one piece of advice for somebody that's maybe just thinking about a business that they want to start or just starting the process is to just start doing it. Start helping somebody else with their business, learning about it, or take the first step of getting samples made of something you've been designing and just put it out there because you'll never know until you try. And I don't even look at failure. Yeah, thank you. And I really, I used to be a little bit afraid of failing quote unquote, but I don't, I truly don't think that there's such a thing as failing if you're always learning from what you're doing. So let's say you try something and you're like, whoa, this was way more work than I thought. It's super complicated. The supply chain, I can't get a hold of. Then, okay, fine. Maybe it's not your thing, but at least now you know that wasn't for me. I'm going to go in this other direction. Mm -hmm. I think people are so quick to take things personally because once that happens, Mm. once you take things too personally, you're most likely to give up and that's not what we want. So I feel using these struggles and obstacles as a way to just go up and take a step on that ladder is so important to learn and grow in the process. Absolutely. And college is such a great time to start something because you have so mm-hmm. many friends. You're always communicating with people. You can ask their advice for their feedback. And, you know, with social media these days, even if you don't even want to design a product yet, but you just utilize your stories or your posts to do a survey on people, that is so valuable to get feedback. And And, you know, you have, I do say, take it with a grain of salt, because if everybody, you know, if you got three no's and one yes, and, you know, things, you don't always have to go based on the feedback, but it is helpful. So just writing down what you're envisioning is so powerful, because sometimes if you just have it all in your head you can, it can get very cloudy and you can, I think if you put down on a piece of paper that your thoughts and ideas, you can go back to them in six months or start talking about them and just start feeling it out. Definitely doing something like that, whether it's on your phone, keeping in your notes. Or, so I think it's just, it's combined with planning it, but also taking a chance and then understanding that it's going to be a learning process and not to be too hard on yourself. Right. And Katie, before you leave, I want to say thank you by asking you a few fun questions. It's just a great way for listeners to connect with you more. Oh, absolutely. Okay. What's the best fashion tip you've learned? Ooh, I'd say that to stay, for me, neutrals are always going to be classic. And what's your secret hobby? Ooh, 
Oh, that's a good one. I mean, right now I am learning tennis. My husband is really okay. good at tennis. So I to stay active since I can't go to my normal Pilates studio and do yoga. And your favorite part about California? Ooh, California has so much to offer. I mean, I I really love the parks here. We live in Oakland, but we go over to the Golden Gate Park a lot. And yeah, it's so beautiful. And there are a lot of beaches too. So that I'd say, I think just like the outdoor space. Eggs or pancakes? Ooh, I'd say eggs. I, I love eggs, pancakes. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and what's the sweetest comment you've received? Oh, that's, that's a nice question. I think just, I've heard ever since I was a little girl that my positivity shines through in basically everything I do. So I'd say that my positivity. Well, perfect. This was it for this episode. Thank you so much for sharing your success story. Oh, thank you. And if your listeners ever have any questions or anything, Katie Dean Jewelry is my Instagram, so you can always hop into the DMs. And I'm o I've done various other podcasts too. So if you want to learn more about very specific things, I always try to give tangible information that somebody can yes, walk away yes, with and please. apply. I wish you all the best. Thank you so much. I can't wait to see how far your brand goes. Thank you so oh. much. This is it, guys. I will talk to you in my next episode. See you. Bye.